I feel like my friends always say, like, we always know you for cool shoes. Like that was kind of my thing growing up. So when I was making this shoe, I was like, I want to make a shoe that's wearable. You know, I worked in corporate. You want to make sure it's something that can transition from the office tonight. So the back of this shoe was kind of this like party in the back, you know, like, yeah. like you're kind of classic in the front idea. So when I originally thought of it, I was looking for vegan feathers, which I found out don't exist because all feathers are made from either animal products or have like polyurethane in them. So I found out about macrame feathers. And so once I found out about that, I was like, okay, this is definitely a really interesting addition because it adds movement. So it was really something that I wanted to make sure was vegan as well. I wanted the whole entire shoe to be vegan. So it's like actually cotton fiber. So we were able to make it look and kind of move like a feather. I'm Jackie Reed, Emmy award-winning journalist, longtime TV and radio host, and vegan. I created this podcast to give you tips on how easy, delicious, inexpensive, healthy, and fun eating vegan can be. We'll also talk wellness and just how we can make the world a better place. This is the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Today we have a fellow vegan, entrepreneur, stylist, and creative director and owner of Joanne Vernet Luxury Shoes. And these shoes are not only gorgeous and chic, and yes, I own a pair of them, but they are made out of pineapples. Yep, pineapples. Now my guest, Deandra Ray, shares her journey into veganism and the struggle of transitioning into vegan fashion. Boy, do I understand that all too well. She also explains the dynamic behind creating these amazing shoes, again, made out of pineapple. I know, it's crazy, but it's they are fabulous shoes. All right, so let's get into it. So how long have you been vegan? Yeah, three years. I'm, I'm kind of a new vegan, I guess. You're like me. Uh, yeah. January was my third year anniversary. Yeah, so mine will be in September. And I actually went vegan with like a partner. So at first it was really easy because we had each other bounce off. And then I ended up being like vegan solo. And that's when I got into vegan fashion because I was similarly was like, okay, I want to wear vegan shoes if I'm going to like live this whole lifestyle and support animal rights. So I, of course, there's like Stella McCartney, but I was like looking and I was like, I can't find like high fashion, really avant-garde shoes. So then I was like, I'm going to get into vegan fashion. And that's kind of, I feel like where everything took off when I started realizing like, wait a minute, this is like a void in the market. So yeah, three years for me. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And why did you decide to go vegan? What, what led you on that journey? So I always ate chicken and fish. I never really ate steak growing up. And then my dad actually was vegan Zen Buddhist. I found this out like after I went vegan. So I feel like the lifestyle was kind of 13 years he did it. So the lifestyle was like already a part of my childhood. So then I actually started getting sick from chicken. I started getting sick from fish. I started getting sick from milk. And I was like, okay, I can't live like this. So then... I kind of just like cut everything out, found out about veganism. And then I was like, this sounds like this might work. And then it did. I felt like it changed my diet. Like everything started feeling better. I started looking better. And I was like, wait, this is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like whenever I hear someone is vegan, um, especially like when they're new vegans and things like that, even people that have been vegan for a long time, I'm always like, are you vegan vegan? 
or you just eating vegan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you know a good question. People don't realize that there is a huge difference, but you decided to be vegan, vegan, right? All the yeah. way with what, you know, with your beauty, with your mm -hmm. makeup, with everything. Um, so tell me how challenging that, like, was it all at once for you? Like for me, it was all at once. I was like, okay. I am being full vegan. For you, was it food and then everything else? Or how did that happen for you? So it was food first. And then I actually think I started feeling bad that like I was eating clean and I wasn't wearing clean clothing and shoes. So then eventually I started phasing it out. I actually talked to a fellow like fashion influencer who's been vegan for 10 years. And she said it took her a decade to transform her closet. So she was like, give yourself time. So it took me like two years to transfer leather out. And I just kind of did it like, okay, I'll get a new piece and then I'll get rid of the piece so that I wasn't left with nothing. So yeah. it definitely took, it took, I think up until now, three years and I'm like finally leather free, but I definitely feel like it makes sense. Like if you're going to be vegan eating, you might as well live clean. It's all like an ethical lifestyle. So. Yeah, I'm still like, I don't wear any leather, any animal products at all. Um, and really just trying to kind of get rid of all these things that I have. Right. You know what I mean? That's the challenging thing is like, I definitely don't want to throw it out um, just because that adds to waste in the, you know, landfills and things like that. So I don't want to do that. So I want to either donate it or sell mm -hmm. it and find it. And that just takes time. And in the middle, middle of a pandemic and all that kind of stuff, it's been hard to do, but yes, yeah, same. And, you know, so I just, I say to people, you know, I want them to be all vegan, but yeah, just like you be sensible about it, you know, take your time, yeah. transition it out. That's the best way um, to do it. But you'll find that when you're eating vegan, like there's a restaurant in um, New York, I can't think of the name of, of it, but it's a vegan Szechuan place. I want to say it's like spicy moon or something like that. Um, okay. And they ask, there's a sign and they ask you not to wear any animal products wow. in their restaurant. And that's, that's the first and only restaurant where I've seen a sign like that, but it really is interesting. And of course, you know, I'm not wearing that stuff anyway, but it's, you know, like you said, it definitely makes uh, perfect sense. Um, so these shoes are amazing <laughs> and you have been, you know, you've said designing shoes, this particular shoe in your mind as a child, what made you finally say, listen, I got to create some shoes that are, you know, luxury, which doesn't exist on a, you know, a broad scale in the fashion industry yet when it comes to luxury fashion, right? Mm -hmm. Why was that something that you wanted to do? Because you could have just made a shoe that was not expensive, not, you know, not considered luxury, but a nice shoe. Yeah. So I definitely always, like you mentioned, wanted to make shoes. Um, it was a goal of mine, just never an actual vegan shoe line because I wasn't vegan. So once I went vegan and I had such a hard time finding shoes, I was like, okay, well, I know how to make shoes. Like I've worked in the industry in corporate. I know how to run a business. So maybe this is a sign that I should actually make a line. So I took it really slow and I was really thinking like, what kind of shoes when I wasn't vegan did I spend money on and keep? And they were always really good leather shoes and they were always really high quality, like good Italian designers. So that was kind of my idea to focus on luxury. 
because I was like, I don't want something that's going to last for a season. And then, you know, it's no longer durable. So I really want to make sure that it can kind of stand next to the leather shoe. So even for non-vegan customers, it's not really that hard of a choice. It's like, okay, well, it can be an ethical product that is also vegan and well-made that I can have for, you know, three to five years. And why would I not buy this? So that was kind of the idea with luxury. And funny enough, Italy was never the target. I really didn't know where we would make them, but Italy was actually where we ended up making them. And I feel like once it was like made in Italy, that was really the stamp where people are like, okay, this is like a luxury shoe. Like we could even see the difference between our American prototypes and like our Italy final product. So it really all kind of came together. I love that. And whenever I talk about this shoe, I'm always like, there's this great vegan shoe made out of pineapple. And people are like, wait, what? Explain that. Explain, okay. you know, what that means. Yeah. So pretty much the fabric we're using is King Attack. So it's a pineapple leaf fiber. So pretty much they take the leaves of the pineapple, which are naturally really thick, and they put them through a process, weave it together into fabric that you can actually use. So you can use it clothing. Um, interiors. So it's a new fabric. You don't really see it a lot in the footwear and accessories industry. So people are kind of catching on to it, but you do not really see it in luxury products. So it's normally just like a basic product fabric. And so that's kind of how we wanted to experiment it with it and see like, how can we make it into this artistic shoe? And so this fabric is probably the same weight as leather. And it feels like leather if you get the smooth version and then there's a wrinkled version. So it kind of gives you the look and feel of leather without it being leather. And then it's pineapple leaf fiber. So it's no polyurethane in it. Um, it biodegrades. If you were to send it back to Pinatex, you know, they can have it degrade in the earth for you. So it's definitely very eco-friendly. And that's what we focused on because a lot of Vegan fabrics actually have a lot of polyurethane in them, which are, you know, it's really bad for the environment. So once I found Pinatex and we got approved to use the fabric, I was like, okay, so we can definitely use this as one of our materials for our shoes. And so far, the customers have really loved it, like you said, and, you know, just been really excited about the fabric itself. And in the story, it's a good conversation piece, like pineapple. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, really is. And it's so true. You know, when I first became vegan and I was... I didn't want to buy anything else um, that was made from animal products. You know, when it came to leather, girl, I would be at a TJ Maxx digging through, mm -hmm. right? Trying to find a bag that was man-made. That was the word you were looking for, man-made, mm -hmm. right? Because it wasn't, there wasn't so much stuff like even three years ago that was like vegan leather. It was just man-made, man-made. But that stuff, like you said, it was very mm -hmm. inexpensive for a reason because of the material that it was made out of. And mm -hmm. so, you know, once I really did my homework on what fast fashion was, you know, and, you know, what it was doing to the environment. I was like, okay, let me make the investment in quality uh, vegan pieces. And that's why when I heard about this shoe, I was beyond, I was like, and when I got it, cause you know, you see it um, and you do such a great job with the marketing of it and giving us an idea of what it looks like on social media. But when I got it, I was so excited when I opened that box and I just saw it's so beautifully made. I have to say that um, it really, really is. Tell us about the back of the shoe, the design okay. and the meat, because I know there's meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like my friends always say, like, we always know you for cool shoes. Like that was kind of 
my thing growing up. So when I was making this shoe, I was like, I want to make a shoe that's wearable. You know, I worked in corporate. You want to make sure it's something that can transition from the office to night. So the back of this shoe was kind of this like party in the back, you know, like, yeah. like you're kind of classic in the front idea. So when I originally thought of it, I was looking for vegan feathers, which I found out don't exist because all feathers are made from either animal products or have like polyurethane in them. So I found out about macrame feathers. And so once I found out about that, I was like, okay, this is definitely a really interesting addition because it adds movement. So it was really something that I wanted to make sure was vegan as well. I wanted the whole entire shoe to be vegan. So it's like actually cotton fiber. So we were able to make it look and kind of move like a feather. So I love that. It, it's such a beautiful uh, detail. What's on the back of the shoe is definitely a party in the back. Now let me <laughs> ask you because when I met you, you mm-hmm. um, were a stylist. I don't know if you're still doing that now that you are actually a full a full time <laughs> designer with these shoes. But when I know that for you, it became important with with what I've read um, mm-hmm. that you wanted to kind of be a sustainable stylist. Mm-hmm. Um, is that still something that you do? And how hard is that to find designer, you know, and quality brands out there for clients? So I'm actually not taking clients anymore. So I haven't been doing personal styling in a while. But when I was doing styling for like editorials and magazines and different commercials, and I started focusing on sustainability, it definitely was difficult because A, not that many people cared. So it was like, you know, they could care less what this is made of. But I did have a lot of luck with smaller designers. So of course, I could go to the larger designers, but a lot of people were focusing on it. So, I mean, it was definitely a lot harder um, because I started focusing on it probably when it wasn't a trend. And so now that people are really like focusing on sustainability, I feel like it's a lot easier to find the, you know, designers and incorporate them into what you're doing. So, I mean, I I say I like do it now and then for our photo shoots and things like that. And we always use sustainable designers. So it does take us a little bit longer, but we have our go-to. Like, I feel like I'm a cult follower once I find a brand that's sustainable and luxury, then I'm going to buy, you know, everything from it. So I think that makes it a little easier. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the future because I know that there are more shoes coming from you right now. You have one beautiful breathtaking design in different colors, but what's to come and how soon can we expect another shoe or more shoes from you? So we actually are coming out with three new samples that are supposed to hit hopefully this fall. So, you know, given the pandemic, everything works out. So we're actually experimenting with new fabrics. So we'll have some new fabrics to put out and they're going to be sustainable, you know, fun, feeling like leather, but not leather. So we're definitely experimenting with other heights of heels, you know, different shoes that are more appropriate for COVID. So very, very soon, a couple of months, we'll have some more styles ready. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you for stopping by. Thank you. Podcast. It's so I, it's so lovely um, to see you working in this space. I can't. I'm, I'm telling you, I love the shoe so much. Thank I talk you. about it constantly. So, congratulations on everything. Thank you so much. I appreciate the support, and you know, thank you for being a customer and a Joanne Brene follower. We really appreciate it. Yeah. No worries. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, honey. 
Well, that does it for this episode of the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more information on the Joanne Vernay shoe and anything else about Deandra's work, be sure to check out the show notes at vegansexycool.com. Also, be sure to subscribe here and tell a friend and be sure to follow us on social media at Vegan Sexy Cool. We would love your support. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. And until next time, stay safe and sane.